And <laughs> Axel is just straight <laughs> savage, being like, no one's a you traitor ass bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> like, get the fuck back. Sit down, ho. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. It's your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice Five series. Reading a Storm of Swords. Nate's fucking with the microphone already. As always, I'm your host, Zach, sitting here with me, fucking with the microphone, Thanks. my brother Nate. Calling me out. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that the audio quality for our wonderfully devoted listeners Jesus is Christ. spectacular. You're welcome. Anyway, if this is your first time here, this is the one warning. We are full spoiler. You'll get many warnings. We're liars also, apparently. You, I didn't even say anything, so, like, don't. We are liars. You're the one who always fucking says it, even though I haven't said it in, like, a hundred episodes. We talk about Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire and all that business. Zach's Zach's being a jerk tonight, I guess. You're in that mode. I get it. All right. Well, okay. So, some of you have asked, we have heard, and we plan on, of course, getting a House of the Dragon uh, reaction episode out to you. Just been a busy week, and so, really, we only had time to lay down this Davos episode, and then we'll be able to get that, and we have some very exciting special guests guests happening very very soon so we'll be recording that like within the next two weeks we have the date scheduled i don't know when this is airing in conjunction with that and so i'm not going to say certain dates but a pretty big guest in our opinions one uh a that. pretty big fucking guess, like, in everyone's opinion. In I'm just opinions. speaking for the populace. True that. True that. But uh, that's to come, and... I just so want to tell it. everybody everything. I know, I'm so bad. yeah, I'm like, we have to wait. I feel like Tom Holland right now, where I'm just going to accidentally just give away the whole don't ending. Don't compare yourself to that beautiful man. You're right. I'm, I'm how dare ready. you? Don't. How dare you stand where he stood? So if you joined us last episode, we were reading Catelyn 4. Yeah. And it was our... A re-record, and we hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed re-recording it. Right, Mom, so Mom much. Stark. Yeah, we said goodbye to Lord Hoster and contemplated whether or not he deserved the beautiful funeral he got because he's kind of a son of a bitch. And Catelyn ruminated on the loss of her father, the loss of all the men in her lives. Right, right now, currently, they received some guests. The uh, the phrase it was a crippled and a bastard and. They were there to give the demands to the to the stars. <laughs> it was a crippled and a bastard. Uh, well, like, I didn't feel Jesus. like mentioning his lame Lothar Frey, and then I forget what. Uh, oh, Walder right. Rivers probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a bastard, one, yeah. and it's a Walder or a Frey. So, you know, that was pretty easy to string together. Drop my notes. We're just a mess. I Jesus Christ! He dropped his notes, then dropped his phone. All right, we're are okay. you together? Yeah. Okay. We're okay. Yes, he. The phrase came to treat with Rob, give them the answer about reconciling the boo boo that Rob Stark made. And the long and short of it was yes, Walder Frey will accept a, a marriage alliance between Edmure and. If Rob accepts the apology in person, and if. AKA comes. Or to their apologizes, house to rather, get doesn't accept it. Killed. And as long as Edmure agrees to the marriage, regardless of whether he's met her or not. Right. And that has to happen. We get that it does. And. Yeah, Edmure relents, have to be reminded of how much he's kind of fucked up lately. 
whether or not he actually did fuck right. up, because the Battle of the Fords is an interesting topic. But yeah. we're with Davos this episode. Davos Four, specifically. Last we left Davos, he, after Blackwater being found by Sala, returning to Dragonstone, wanting to murder Melisandre, was tossed into a cell after having a conversation with one Edric Storm, and was kind of living life based on meal delivery. And was visited by Melisandre, who gave him the rhetoric about Rolor and how great Rolor is and how Davos has been a true servant to Stannis. And that's why he isn't being burned just immediately yet, but that he may have a, a purpose to serve yet. Yeah. And so we start Davos 4. He's still there. Yeah, him and Alistair have been just cell chilling, you know, doing as they do. But Alistair believes he's hearing voices and... We get, are given further evidence that Davos is marking time by dinner the meals because he's like, hey, it's, a little, it's a little early, but yeah, it could be Lamprey coming with dinner. Uh, however, Alistair is like, nah, it's Stannis or Solis. Like, they're no. finally getting me out this bitch. Shut up, bro. No. It was Lamprey. It's Lamprey. But he's also accompanied with Axel Florin. Douche. And uh, Grippa Guards. Yeah. Uh, Alistair asks his brother that, who is it that sent for me? And <laughs> Axel is just straight <laughs> savage, being like, no one's some of you traitor-ass bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> like, get the fuck back. Sit down, ho. And Alistair begs to be able to, let me explain why I did what I did, but Cells, they're here for Davos. Of course they're fucking, fuck off. Of course they're here for Davos. So Cells unlocked. Davos is told to come. He asks, do you mean to burn me, sir? And Axel just says that he is sent for. That's all. Right, and then Axel gets tired of Alistair's bitching and moaning, so he tells Lamprey, Hey, Lamprey, take torch. Take that shit. Leave him in darkness. Fucked. Yeah, dude, that's torture. It's awful. Like Torture. Melisandre threatened Davos with it, and Davos, that was the one thing Davos didn't want, and now. <laughs> Sorry, Alistair. Sorry. And... Yeah, he says, leave the trade of the darkness, and it's just, damn, that like a switch, huh? <laughs> Able to just switch that off for your brother there, Axel, huh? Yeah, he starts throwing his fit and accidentally references the gods. Gods have mercy. There's only one god. Or two, technically. Yeah. Rolor and the great other, yeah, but fucking drinking that Kool-Aid. So they go and the torch is taken. Like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Which is horrifying again. Yeah, man, that's dark. That's and scary. Davos asks if they're taking him to the Lady Melisandra, and Axel tells him that she'll be there, but it's Stannis that's sent for him. So, of course, Davos goes to grab for his bone pouch for luck, but they're gone now. Gone. But his fingers, he thinks, are still long enough to wrap around a slender throat like hers. <laughs> Which, like, my boy, holding true. Still on it. Yeah, still on it, but not nearly with the vengeance. I was loss. rebirthed by the mother to do this such a thing. Like, yeah, he uh, he's kind of gotten over that little yeah bit since being in the cell, which you can't blame him. I mean, it's been I mean, drained he out was of like him. sun poisoned. He was when he was sure. Yeah, no, it thing. was he delirium from yeah. the sea, and then you know being thrown in the cell right after as well, like. For basically one prison on the, right, the, the to island an to another one, yeah. yeah. And we know Dragonstone is fucking weird, so there <laughs> it might even be a little worse. But yeah, they Davos. Uh, they climb the stairs, and as they're climbing up, there's the wooden or the arrows, the arrow slits, and it's letting the moonlight through. 
and Davos notices that it's nighttime right now, and I just thought that that was interesting, as we know, the night's dark and full of terrors. That's it. I couldn't remember, you know. Especially considering that they, they literally just left a man down in the darkness, too. Yeah, it's great atmosphere. Dragonstone is always feeling foreboding and, and moody, and there's that weird fucking constant chanting from the... the fires that they're constantly burning and dancing around fucking the wicker man style like yeah, yeah it feels super right, which we're culty. gonna get more of because they reach the top of those stairs and they come to the bridge which has them facing the stone drum right. centerpiece of dragonstone essentially where the main chambers well, are yeah where stannis yeah. is maybe <laughs> right. chilling and, and when they're on the bridge down below you can see these fucking yeah. these bonfires yeah. this you know, chanting these queen's men burning man called. like in the yeah. like crazy but like wild it's it reminds me of um in in i know you might find a little bit of interest in this in some of the old lovecraft books they have these just tribal people that are just out there gibbering and dancing around shit like that pyres and so well, yeah yeah it's, it's just that madness that's it's, calling it's also the fire. it's portrayed in a lot like uh midsummer the right midsummer uh yeah. that movie and as well as like even the the witch uh which was uh yeah. Okay, film, but like I really like the atmosphere, and it's a slow build, but it it gets this weird vibe, and it's very much so giving into sort of the the orgy of faith that occurs, where you just get caught up in it. It's that mob mentality that, yeah. and that is very much so what's occurring here, and it just adds such a creepy vibe to Dragon and they're all Stone. yeah because they're down there singing and chanting and so there's just that but chances ominous... are high that it's a fucking person that's burning that right. they're dancing <sighs> and chanting around and so it's fucking horrifying and it's it's such a good I backdrop like, though because that yeah with that backdrop he takes in a deep breath of air and it's his first one that like you can only imagine how mildewy and stale and and awful that unmoving air is down in the dungeon so to get that fresh sea ocean breeze and just oh that poor guy so good guy Axel waves the other guardsmen away and when they're out of earshot he tells Davos that were it up to him Davos would be burning with his brother they're both traitors and Davos says that he would absolutely never betray his boy Stannis they are ride for ride Jeez, ride or die, homies, for life. And Sir Axel says you would, and you will. I see it in your face, and I've seen it in the flames. I've got the gift! Rolor has blessed me with that gift, like Lady Mel. He shows me the future in the fire. Stannis will sit the Iron Throne. I've seen it. I know what must be done. He must make me hand in place of my traitor brother, and you will tell him so. He has been gifted... The power by Rolor. This chapter is just full of reveals just, that people are seeing things in the fire. Just like Lady Mel. Now, this is the one I think that's there to assist in dissuading us that Stannis saw anything right. at all. And I think it. This is bullshit. Rhetoric contrived. One hundred percent. He wants. He to... said that he has it at the same level as Mel. Right. Just like Lady Mel. No, you are nowhere like. If anybody here is seeing in the fire, she's the one that's seeing the most, I would imagine. He's seeing, if he's seeing anything, he's seeing what she wants to show him. Right. Like, there is no way in hell 
Axel Florent is getting, and and that's I I don't know if he's convinced himself that he actually saw something in just his fervor, or is making or if it he's up to using try. this as a as a leverage point. I'm leaning more towards the leverage point of like, oh yes, I see it too, yeah. and you know, hey, we're 13, let's go in the woods when it's dark and scare the shit out of each other. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it too. What's over there? Oh. Right, like it's it's a little bit of that. There's this boogeyman on Dragonstone. This ever looming Rolor, which if you're bad you get burned and the sipping the Kool-Aid is the thing to do. Sipping the Kool-Aid hard like Solice is doing, like all these Queen's men as they're being specifically labeled and set aside, given their own title. Which is funny because it's the king who it's Stannis. He's and but he's not as fervent with it, right? And like his belief is and, well, you can see the mirrored in Davos. The it's ones. reflected in Davos. Stannis is almost just as much of a skeptic as Davos. He's just using it to his benefit right, right. now, and it's super interesting. But yeah, I think this is straight bullshit, and it's a power play. This is a little finger, if you will, ask move Attempted. of yeah. I'm going to leverage what's going on here on. Someone I think is weak and constitutionally damaged right now who's been in a cell after being picked out of Blackwater Bay, like all this shit. I can obviously intimidate him on this stone bridge as they're chanting to my god below. And and I think it's Martin's way, as I mentioned, of... Right, casting some shade on on Stannis' reveal later. Because we're not going to believe this. Because Davos is straight up like, Stannis wouldn't bullshit about this. And so that's the one that we're supposed to know is true. So Axel claims that him and Salador San have crafted a plan together. A plan. Yeah. Uh, that if you're as devoted as you say you are, you can't refuse this offer. And there's a brand new boat in it for you. That's not the best of it. You're getting a boat. You'll get a boat. And you're getting a boat. Yeah, he says that Stannis won't act. Defeat gnaws at him, a black worm in his soul, which I think is a very bold statement to make. Bold but interesting because a black worm seems very representative Pointedly of the chosen. other. Or a leech. Um, to me, the great other is more what I thought. A black hole, a black worm in your heart does not seem to do anything to do with the fiery lord of light, Rolor. And so it's just this, like, it did... Killing Renly, because we, uh, and we'll discuss it, that obviously Stannis is in some heavy fucking denial about what happened with Renly, but did that basically sever him from Rolor? Like, was that, I don't, there's this, I think this line is intentionally placed here as like, Stannis, similar to the, the onion line that Melisandre delivered to, if half an onion is black with rot, is it not a rotten onion? If Stannis has a black hole in his heart, is it not a rotten heart? Like, is he not corrupt now? Sure. Is he not evil? Like, Which is then it... goes to the, was it Samwell who gets the, well, just cut the rod out. You're just fine. Right, right, right. If you just slice the rod off, you know, you can still eat half the onion. So is that something uh, Stannis needs to do? Is that the battle that he right. will lose is not being able to get rid of this black hole in his heart, this void that Renly and Robert left and surprise to him he didn't expect to miss them but he does because Stannis is a fucking human being with feelings he just feels jaded as fuck so 
it's super interesting, but I think this descriptive like this specifically this black hole and the defeat at the Blackwater. Stannis is fucking ruminating, stewing in his failures. He killed Friendly for naught. They're like it didn't get him the Iron Throne. It killed his brother and got some of the men to his side, who then went to the Blackwater to die. And, and the so, rest went and what a swept up fucking the mess. burden mm-hmm. of guilt, which clearly Stannis is over it. He's starting to act and move and make decisions again. He's repressed it. He's chosen to deny his and Melisandre's activity in it. And it's just, I think we're starting to see that here. Stannis has changed. There is a new Stannis acting now. And yes, he's going to be looking at the bigger picture, but he has different priorities. There might be some different priorities to this new Stannis. And so, yeah, this is when technically Axel threatens to toss Davos over the bridge. Get your hands off my onion night. One, you will get your two. Um, I, a little bit of Balon Greyjoy Very here. much so, like, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, the playful yep. shove, not the playful, but the, the threatening shove. I mean, we we know here in Feast, next book, Balon Greyjoy will be getting his ass tossed over a fucking Definitely. very high bridge. So I just, so, uh, I thought that was an interesting little, but Dalo, Davos acknowledges he's heard because what the fuck else can he do against a fully armored and you dare an name me knight. a traitor. But beautifully right. Stannis is, of course, in the chamber of the painted table and is looking rough. At least 10 years older than last Davos saw him. Has he been having some blood magic drainage? Is this still, is this just the toll from the shadow baby? Get me this now. Get me this. Get me this. this. (laughs) Melisandre, we know to be a 9,000 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Is she taking years from him? Maybe it's the more you're more powerfully you're looking into the flames, it's draining that magic from you, and so he's begun looking into them for real, whereas Axel hasn't. Sure. And while well, she's been doing it for not, which would explain her old age, she's mm-hmm. not actually all that old. It's just it's a Dorian Gray type. Sure, thing sure, sure, sure. Where it's draining her life essence, and so she's appearing that so way. So it's required. And for so her, maybe uh... he is 10 years older because of the sure. seeing in the flames and the the blood magic is it his it's Edric's king's blood right or is it Stannis's are they using Stannis's no they're blood using Edric's because Melisandre's pissed it's not gonna work that well like it, it, we shouldn't be leeching the boy we should fucking burn him uh so guilt or like Stannis isn't sleeping well because of Renly I would uh, guess. So, do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah, I mean, sure. If you're looking at it as a, there's not any kind of magical means to it. Like, the I just basically of losing the battle and losing all that, all the stress from, yeah, his his killing his brother, not getting the throne he thinks he's due, the the Lannisters and the Starks and the Freys and the fucking Greyjoys and just everything. It's it's a shit show. So yeah, yeah, it's it more like that's what I was just trying. He's to, the like, only one taking it seriously. I'm trying to suss out is is this a magical effect? Is this the result of Melisandre's magic or the the birthing of Renly? Is this still from that initial fuck sesh they had where she t- said, you know, your fires burn low, my king, to to do another when they were talking about uh, Courtney Penrose, like to do another one of these babies, like it would it would kill you that's what is makes that me still wonder the if... result is this still the result of that or is this new man has stannis been gazing into the flames that much well that's what's making me wonder if we're not just assuming that that's edric's blood in these leeches if there's an actual king alive why not just leech him and so maybe he's light on blood also at the same time 
Seriously. Actually, that was a point I had wanted to make for uh, that when that came up was I don't understand why it sits well with Stannis that let's leech Edric Storm because his father was Robert and he has King's blood. He's his brother. Like he, I'm the king now. He, I'm yeah, the rightful right. king, and so I have King's, I have King's blood. blood. Why not leech me? Right. right. And, and so, so he did say the boy's without, innocent, leave him alone. Right, without steadfast Stannis actually does defend Edric Storm here. And we will learn that, right, that... I could see him being like, no, He is currently me. being leeched because he's ill. Does sickly King's blood count? Like, is using that blood that they're leeching with the illness? Well, right, is that... Like, is that going to... Is that what's and so yeah? It seemed almost to me that like why you know, does it have like, to be? I'm actually really curious. Like I think you might be right. Where it may not actually a hundred percent. Where be she confirmed. does, she definitely says she wants. They to say burn. that he's Edric Storm is boy, sick and then being leeched, but they don't. I don't think they necessarily say that the, the leeches on the platter are from Edric Storm. They just discuss burning Edric Storm. And so maybe he's looking so bad because he was the one that was leeched, and this is King's blood to do these. And granted, I don't think that. The these have any kind of effect on anything, really, because all these plans are already in place at this point for these deaths to occur. That's what it is. Davos assumes it's the boy's blood, a king's blood. It's that, Davos yes. And I have so that maybe Davos is the unreliable narrator here, and it is fucking Stannis being drained. You right. could be right. Because that was always my question, was like, why the fuck isn't Stannis just like, yo, hit me? And that's why Melisandre's like, this is going to be weak. Like, this, you're, you haven't been coronated yet. Is that what fucking matters? Who knows? It's hoodoo voodoo magic bullshit. We don't know. But I love it. It's a great... Dis- but uh, it, his bones are showing, Stan. His face resembles a skull. Like... Yeah, so I'm thinking stress makes li- the blood loss. Literal fucking horrifying imagery yeah, here. Terrible. Stannis is now starting it's, to resemble an avatar of death. Is there a similar of... crown, a skull? I know that there's the wolf in the skull, uh, or the wolf in the crown in Danny's vision. Is there any crowned skeletons? Uh, I don't think so. Because I think that's just a neat image there, too. But uh, he smiles when he sees Davos, his boy. And he says he missed Davos. He needs his good counsel again. And You never gave me less. Being Stannis immediately asks him what the penalty for treason is. And Davos is like, yo, what? (laughs) Death. It's death. It's death. It's always been death. And Stannis basically struggles to get out. I am not cruel. It's what's required. Before me, thousands of years, it's been law. If If you commit treason, you die. That's Aegon. That's just the rule. It's I, I didn't make the rule. Let me paint you a portrait of a man. This That's what this chapter is. is here is Stannis Baratheon laid bare and struggling to keep his humanity here. Very hard, I think, but this is a last gasp of a desperate man. Getting Davos back to his side. For that honest and true counsel, which even Melisandre, to some degree, approves of. Apparently, yeah. And maybe even just because it calms Stannis the fuck down and <laughs> gets him a bro to chill with. It's but his animal support companion. Basically, yeah, it's his fucking anxiety dog <laughs> that, like... <laughs> and he's struggling here. He says, it is law, not cruelty. He is struggling to make the point that I am not a cruel man. I just picture the lords now going, you can't bring that in here. You can't. They're the Karens trying to keep him from having his dog inside the store when he needs it. That's fucked. So it's 
it's interesting to watch Stannis sort of explain away his actions here. I love that he he sees his best friend walk in. He's like, dude, you're back. I missed you, man. And yeah, Stannis basically is extending this, I don't know, this lifeline, this conversation where it quickly turns because Davos says he pities Lord Alistair alone down in the dark. Right, he does realize that it's not himself that Stannis was inquiring about for the treason. Uh, yeah, right. And, and Stannis gets mad saying that Alistair would have wed Shireen to a bastard of incest. And just, nah. Robert, and then this, he, I really enjoy this because this brings to question what you were saying earlier about how he's emptied because of the guilt towards his brothers. And he says that Robert would have turned his enemies into allies. Yep. These people that that fought against him, he would raise them back up and then go hunting with them and right. make them friends who enjoyed coming back. And I don't have that ability. All I seem to inspire is betrayal in, you know, my maester, in my uncle, my good uncle, my fucking blah 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 my brothers and this is where Axel who surprise surprise Axel's in the fucking room loser uh, begs to enact his plan and prove that not all Florence are so feeble and Stannis is like alright go ahead and explain it to Davos and then Davos is going to explain to you this low de- lowborn baseborn is going to explain to you how fucking stupid <laughs> Claw Isle is. Go ahead, boy. Go ahead, my boy. Go so ahead, he Davos. explains that with Saladar Son's help, there were many on Claw Isle, Lord Keltigar, who were in the Battle of Blackwater, who was after they had lost. Ardrian? Ardrian Keltigar, I believe is the first name, which is just fucking wild. Thanks, George, for making sure, it easy. You know. And they went over to the Lannisters afterwards. Quickly. Bent Quickly. the knee. Yep. And actually, he remains in King's fuck. Landing to this day. Yep. And so that means Claw Isle is currently undefended. They have some women and children there, elderly. They need to take that because they need a victory at the moment. And leave it a desolation. Take Salah's fleet over there. Leave it a desolation. Take the loot, the women, and come back. And there you go. So are they going to directly serve the Greyjoys and jump over there? Because this is just screaming Reavers to me. Like the it, Right. It's striking against the small folk of the people that attacked you, and that's... All this is the only people who get hurt. It is not the Celtic. Axel wants to torch and loot the place. Right, he wants that, to he go literally and right, says that. right, rape the women, carry their women off, fucking leave it a desolation. So upon asking Davos what he thinks of this plan, Davos says it's folly and cowardice, and Axel can't handle that with his fragile masculinity. He's a boomer. Right. He's a fucking boomer. So he draws his fucking sword and says, Davos is like, Claw Isle is held by naught but women and children, brah. All the men left to go to the fucking Blackwater and die with us. So, and of course they start going back and forth. No man calls me a craven right. before my king. Silence. I loved Stannis. Just one word. It was right. very Snape-like. And Davos says that uh, he did go, Lord Keltigar did go to them, but he went to Stannis first. When his banners were called, he came. He, he fought for you at the Blackwater. It was when his life was, he's there, they're going to kill him, or he bends the knee. He's old, he just wants to live out the rest of his life, sure. so, like, fucking don't kill me, please. I'll just, yeah, sure. There's I very few the moments in this book where we get clap. 
out loud moments. And we get one here where Stannis then says that it is every man's duty to remain loyal to his rightful king, even if the lord he serves proves false. So, layman's terms, it is every man's, every small folk man's duty to remain loyal to their rightful king, regardless of the lord they serve. So, this would be like Micken of the Starks. Micken and, uh... Chet, uh, not Chet, Micken and Jory and the household guard. If Ned started acting a fool, they still needed to be loyal to the rightful king and not follow Ned. That type of thing. Davos. Like you when you betrayed Ares for Robert? With the clap back. Dude. Which is why Stannis brought him Holy here. Holy shit. And I love that he says this right in front of Axel. And Axel's probably like, yo, he just said that to the fuck. It's also because, uh, of course, we get the, and many characters have it, madness took a hold of Davos when he says this. He Treason! Knows, he knows that this is fucking batshit to say to a king's face, but does so. But it's also 100% t- true. Like, you, you went to Robert. In the face, you were a lord. Stannis In what way tells is it? Axel's petulant ass to get out and send Mel, and he does. And Stannis says that truth is a bitter draught at times, and then says it was a hard choosing, my blood or my liege, and thinks that the Iron Throne is a ugly, prickly chair. And he always wondered why Robert wanted it in the first place. And Davos again, clapped back with, "Why do you want it?" It's not about wanting it. It's yeah. I, I mean, so that's funny. that's his magnum uh, magnum opus here. This is Stannis. This it's is my right to it. It's law. It, this is justice. This is justice for Robert and John Aaron and even Ned Stark, starting with Cersei and her abominations. Then Sir Barristan had once told me that the rotten King Aerys reign began with Varys, so the eunuch will be fucking gone as well because he should have never been pardoned See, by he Robert. Ha- he has the right of it here. You Nor need the to King clean Slayer. Up that council. At least send Jamie to the Wall, which honestly is surprisingly lenient. I thought sure. for Stannis to any Lannister, but considering Jamie is technically the father of the king, Bastard yeah. King. So send him into the Wall is actually like a better fate for Jamie than. Any Lannister should hope to get out of Stannis. And then he says the truth now. Why did you wish to murder the Lady Melisandre? And Davos thinks that he just he couldn't lie to him. And so he does him. Four of my sons burned on the black water, and she gave them to the flames. And he says that those fires were no work of hers. Curse the imp, the pyromancers, that fool of a Florent who sailed my fleet into a trap. Or... Curse my pride for sending her away, but do not curse Lady Melisandre. She remains my faithful servant. What about Cresson and Renly and yeah, Courtney dude, Punrose? The explana- explaining away her, yeah. her shit now is not a good sign at all. And so he throws out all those big names at him. And again, he says Mel wasn't there. It, like the poison, like... What do you? I don't know what you what to tell you about that. She's she's a fucking witch. Like, come on, she's gonna save from that. Renly, she was with me that whole time. She had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he he. Stannis gets hurt. He says, "Now you sound a fool." Like she had no more. Does part. he know? She had no more part in Renly's death than I. He, as we know, he had a dream. As far as Stannis recalls, it was like a bad fever dream that night for him. So I I think he 
back then was a little more aware, and now, no, he's made the decision to stuff it down. We didn't kill Renly. It was a necessary thing that happened, right. and it was fortunate for us. But to move forward to, quote-unquote, kill the boy, Stannis needs to not come face-to-face with the fact that he fucking murdered his own little brother. And it's fucking him up, clearly. He, he is not... That is so unjust and not lawful and everything he stands for the antithesis of so like yeah it's starting to rot him from the inside out does that mean that stannis was the worst one with the breaking of not technically guest right but of guest right early on with the just sneaking in and fucking slaughtering him even I though mean, everybody looks at him as Stan, the most Right, he's presented as the most honorable, yet he performs the first true, real, deplorable, Like, as we like, do see it then with, with uh, fucking asshole up above the wall. Um, his name is eluding me for some reason. The gross bastard. Craster? Thank you, Craster. Yeah. Uh, we get Crasters. We're getting. We're going to be getting the phrase soon. We're going to be getting... Uh, even the purple wedding, where somebody gets murdered at their own. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely. It's, Stannis it's setting a precedent early in the book of how far people this. are willing to go. Tywin, someone who's much supposedly in what we've heard, much worse than Stannis as far as his brutality and his tactics. Of course, he's orchestrating the red wedding right now because look at what Stannis has already fucking done. He yeah. murdered someone with a shadow fucking demon baby vagina thing. Like, yeah, so he. He stuffs it down, and, and then even says that she was the one who told me yeah. to meet with If Renly. she's so bad, why is she the one that was most advocating me bringing you out of the cells? When Axel just wanted you toasted. Toasty. He likes his Davos Axel has toasty. a lot of marshmallows he needs to get rid of. Stannis also tells him that Edric Storm has been sick, and Master Pylos has been leeching him. And Davos is like, oh man, shit, I hope he's feeling alright. And uh, Stannis is like, eh, it's, it's a cold, nothing more. So he right. says, uh, at first he just says, the boy is sick. And right, Davos yeah, is yeah. like, my son, Devin? And he's like, what? what? No, no Devin, 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 kid. Devin's he's a good, good he's, he's a good, a good boy. He's a and good it's boy. like, yeah, you do, You raised Devin. a good yeah. boy. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, no, the the... Robert's bastard, he says, because, and Davos makes note of this, Stannis is adamantly not using Edric Storm's name. And it's, uh... Again, distancing himself from his brothers. And Davos recalls, and he says, yeah, I spoke to Edric in Aegon's Gardens. And Stannis says, as she wished, as she saw, did the boy charm you? He is like Robert in that way. People worshipped him. And Robert played the dad well with this bastard he'd go on visits and send wonderful gifts were sent each year for the birthday but each year Robert would just laugh and ask Varys what he sent which couple questions here one why did Melisandre want Davos and Edric Storm to meet right is that because she knows that she's going to attempt what she's going to and then knows that Davos is going to help free him or right and he's going to be a big player and she needs right does he have an end game thing like is he more right. important later than for this petty war of the five kings bullshit or there's power in king's blood right it, yeah i'm very curious why it was and then the next thing is was was Varys sending these toys to keep him happy and comfortable so that he has one more option in line for one more kings. of the robert bastards, bastards to can... play his hand with 
You're right, yeah, that. Uh, that that would be my guess. Placate the kid, make sure he's taken care of and raised well, as you know, the one raised at uh, Storm's yeah. End would be the most you know kind of Baratheon bastard there right. was. So. And Stannis asks, "Did he charm you?" He has that ability, and mentions even Renly being a big fan of his, being entertained as hell out of the antics of Edric Storm, as well as all the people at Storm's End, all the, the workers and the everybody. I don't know what you want to... But we get to the nit grit, which is that there is true power in his blood. King's blood. And then Stannis... <laughs> very villain-like, runs I, his fingers down the painted table. I'm glad you said that, because I put here that he monologues about unifying the realm and lashes, uh, or bashes Axel Florent. Yeah, he says, my realm by rights, my Westeros, which is just a very tyrant-sounding thing to say. And, uh, yeah, agrees Claw Isle achieves nothing and is just evil. And that Keltigar alone must pay for his crimes, and will when Stannis comes into his power. Every man shall reap what he has sown. They have made my kingdom bleed, and I do not forget that. And then he tells Davos to kneel. And he draws the Lightbringer that is not Lightbringer, but still glows like a shiny glow stick when drawn. And Stannis says some sick-ass vow shit. And has Davos rise as Davos Seaworth, Lord of the Rainwood, Admiral of the Narrow Sea, and Hand of the King. I really enjoyed the Admiral title. I do too. As well as Lord of the Rainwood. But yeah, when he put in the Admiral of the Narrow Sea, I was like, that's pretty fucking tight too. And then Hand of the King. Yeah, Davos has been stone cold stunned and... He's not worthy. I, I I don't deserve this. I am not worthy. Nobody. I am not worthy. He's that. I'm just a lowborn. Like, yeah, I, well, yeah. Well, that's exactly why I need you as Stannis the king. Stannis only wants loyalty, honesty, and service. He basically hates all of his other lords and right. just wants Davos beside him in battle, Davos notes. And Davos is like, uh... My your grace, we don't have the strength to face the Lannisters in another battle. No. And Mel- the great <laughs> battle. The great battle, Davos. Oh, like, right. My I don't even see it from that. the doorway. It's like from behind the fucking right. She's been, she's been like, no behind like the chair that uh, Stannis sits in. She's she been crouched like, down the whole time. Up, the, great the great battle, battle of course, Davos. Davos. How could you not know about the great battle? And just for some reason, like fucking doing all the weird like I just see Mel like just then standing and just walking on the table right, as she delivers this weird Yeah, and she speech. mentions that the one whose name shall not be spoken is marshalling power. So Voldemort's gathering Death Eaters. <laughs> um, my name. A power fell and evil and strong beyond measure. So is this I immediately my mind jumped to both Bran and Euron. It's it's gotta <laughs> Alright, alright. Hold on. Uh, let's continue finish this bit. Soon comes the cold and the night that never ends. And, okay. Fucking, right. Who is this? Is this Bran or is it because White Walkers, as we know, are the, the, the... Winter tends to bring the long night, it, like, it, terrifying things, but and the, the White Walkers seem to bring the, that. Euron is literally going to be trying to, like, make himself into a fucking eldritch abomination god that people bow to and <laughs> right and so like w- 
he who must not be spoken. Yep, that kind of seems to fit the bill. Like Cthulhu. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Great. So, uh, I don't know. I and and that's where I think I, I Melisandre's struggling. So interesting in the he who must not be named aspect. And like obviously. Voldemort jokes aside, right? She can't this... walk in and be like, "Brandon Sock is gathering an army." Right, or Euron Greyjoy, yeah, right. or that gives or away the Brendan game Rivers. way too early. And so it's this way of Martin teasing us of which one is it? Who's gonna fuck up their world? Who's the evil bad guy? And I really like. And it's also, I think, Mel misinterpreting. Like I think, right. you know, she's seeing shit with Brandon Bloodraven. But maybe that's just she the, thinks they're know, all one. Like, and we need to, yeah, right, right, right. That exactly. Like you need to deal with the White Walkers so you can deal with the Great Other, and that's where you know Bran Howling comes in. Is like he's smaller compared to like the White Walkers are small in compared to Euron being this Great Other fucking looming over right everything. That's Stannis good. says that she showed him in the flames. He saw it himself. <laughs> Wait, um, hold up. You saw it? Saw it? Yeah, Thomas is like, shit. Stannis wouldn't lie and be like, you yeah, know, I saw it too. I was there. I saw it. For real. So, yeah, he says after the black water, he was, you know, angsting. And Mel came to him and told him to look into the flames. And there, he saw the first fucking, the fist of the first man. He saw the night watcher the fist of the first man. You're right. He, he, like, the fist of the first man. Stannis had no fucking business knowing that that occurred, yet he saw it. He saw the ring of men. He saw the fucking zombies leaping right. through. He in, saw the torches, the the night's watch, you know, ringing up together. All, all of it. What a perfect thing to see. Yeah. Like horrifying. It's, the most horrifying thing we've seen with the others since why Waymar Royce. Uh, all they needed when in season eight, seven, whichever it is, was to send Mel down to Cersei and just make her look in a fire. Hey, here, look at look, this is what happened. this is what happens with the zombies not uh, the wall. D and D kind of forgot Storm of Swords existed. Oh right. No way, no. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's yeah, like Stannis saw the fist of the first man, which is like a, a pretty the, you know, the motivation to for him to go north makes fucking sense. Like uh and that that was kinda the the weird trade-off, I think, in the the show was, like, yeah. it was just a, a note that Davos got that, like, the Night's Watch shit was going south and, like, they need here help. it's, Let's like, go. you know, da- Stannis saw the, f- the fist of the first man being attacked, which is a hell of a sight to see yeah. and, and terrifying. Mel says that the battle has begun. And Stannis questions why he's chosen. Why is he the one chosen to be this Azor Ahai reborn and not someone like Robert? And he says that when he dreams now... Or Renly with his peach. He still sees... Or Renly with his preach. And he Sorry. still sees Renly in his peach in his dreams. Juice is running from his mouth, blood from his throat. And he sees Robert in his dreams as well, drinking and jesting and whoring and boasting and... And Mel says it's because he is a righteous man. What? With leeches. A righteous man with leeches. <laughs> I thought that was very is, funny. Uh, is there some, is, like, are we meant to think of Roose Bolton? Because we've gotten strong hints at, like, Red Wedding-esque vibes here. Stan, this is a big chapter of Stannis dealing with the guilt of what he did, his sort of betrayal his reigns of castamir type thing if you will he sent a shadow magic assassin 
to kill his brother in cold blood. And his Castellan. And to potentially toss Courtney Penrose from yes. a tower. Now, so it's... Is this you alluding to the fact that Bruce Bolton is utilizing... I won't go as tinfoily as Bolton stuff, but some sort of magic in some capacity himself? Is that what the no, 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 no. is? No, 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 To me, mainly, just... it's the how quickly Stannis himself said it in this chapter. How quickly Stannis is reaping what he sowed. Like... Magic is not to be fucked with. It is a double-edged sword, and clearly Stannis is not doing okay. Right, he's not He is a fucking skeleton right now, and, like, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm the king still, and, like, also... I'm a little fucking weird now. I've been looking right. into the flames. Like, and Mel says as much. This because he says this will work, right? And she says it will, and it won't. And this he's is, like, the fuck is that mean? This is not the way. Give, Give me, the, me boy. the boy, Your Grace. Give me the boy, and I shall wake the stone dragon. God fucking damn it, Mel Sandra. Targaryens tried that. These people tried that. Is this literal? Always ends. Is she like? This I don't know is, what uh, this. Of course, this is highly debated. Are the stone dragons a dragon stone capable of coming alive? And he's taking it literally, but should we? Because he says that they've tried doing that. You know, we we were recently talking about you know right the ghost of Highheart and all that jazz and. No, I mean and again as in like Summerhall and as we know, <laughs> right? I gorged on grief at Summerhall. As we know, <laughs> dragon eggs. Turn to stone, quote unquote. Like, is there a clutch of eggs down in the depths where she's been fucking walking around in the volcano layer? Did she find a clutch of eggs down there that only her and Stannis know about? She'll wake the stone egg dragons. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know to take it that literally, but who knows what she means? Well, it's, I mean, like, what is the other fucking thing that she's gonna go out and tap one on the snoot and it's gonna fucking rah? Hey, I'm no longer a bridge fixture. I'm now a fucking flapping dragon. I don't know. Maybe she means it metaphorically. <laughs> Stannis is a Targaryen. Confirmed. Oh, you got it. I I, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, right. I, speculation. Anyway, no. Yeah. The boy is innocent. We shall not. Sorry. What is the la- It's just one half baseborn fucking scumbag who sullied your your wedding bag. Yo, fuck you. What, what? a bitchy no, thing to say. Robert, Robert did that, yeah, right. not the boy. Like, what the she fuck? She straight up blames Stannis's fucking inability to produce sons on the fact that Edric Storm was conceived that night. That's Robert being a fuck. That is nothing to do with Edric Storm. Yeah. And you're a manipulating scary witch. And, like, yep. I need you to stop. Because, like... Off. Stannis is meant to be the one true king in my heart, and you're making it really fucking hard for me to keep remaining loyal. And as Stannis said, it's up to all men to remain loyal to their king. And I can't do it right now. Right. It's hard. So she's like, all right, fine. And she grabs the wor- wormy, gross, nasty, wriggling, slimy fucking leeches. Well, like, because Stannis, yeah, he even says, like, my daughter's fond of her. Shireen likes him. And he's of my own blood. So, like, there is a line... So far. But. For now, they're not willing to cross. His nephew over his brother, which is an interesting line. You know, Renly is the youngest of them. Renly it's acted a child. Because he's a child, I think. Is that it, though? I like, because so. Renly still. And I think that's what's going to get us to see when he's cracking. When he goes and takes out Shireen, that's the last straw. Oh, boy. 
Madness ensues. Yeah, she says, your brother's blood, king's blood, and the uh, only king's blood is capable of waking the stone dragon, which, uh, is that what Khal Drogo offered to Daenerys' dragon's waking? Yeah. Similarly, this also kind of does give a little more credence to it being Edric's blood, saying that your brother's blood, king's blood. In Edric Storm, not in him. So there's nothing just to make sure we mention that. And so he picks up the first one and says... Yeah, he'll hear no more of this shit. The Targs, as you said, tried to do it. Right. And Patchface is the only fucking fool we need here at Dragonstone, which... Let's bring him up during all this magic talk. Right, Let's mention Patchface specifically by... Dude, I can't handle... Right, he comes out from behind the tapestry now, too, of the great battle. I was here as well the whole time. Listening after torturing Shireen in her chambers. Like, fuck me, Stannis. Why? Balon um, Greyjoy. I would just like to say that, like, this is brought up Right after, like, talking about the Targaryens. The Targaryens attempted to wake dragons half a dozen times and made fool of themselves or corpses. Patchface is the only fool we need on this island. Like... The only Targaryen? Patchface is a fucking Targaryen. Confirmed. Confirmed. Patchface is Stannis! Oh. <laughs> Patchface is Zora High. Sorry. Okay, fine. And so he tells her, let's get on with it. And so she throws some powder on the brazier, and the coals roar up, which, like... Just show, like yeah, just show that. Literally, part, just show. I still don't think that this does anything because, like I said, all the plans for these deaths are already in place. This is all already in motion. So she grabs the silver dish with the three fat black leeches, fat with blood. And again, as we noted, Davos says the boy's blood. He knew, but maybe, maybe. So she. Yeah, we got a Balon Greyjoy. He grabs one, and she says, "Well, it." I noted that specifically. It says, say the name Melisandre commanded, which she's commanding a king. Like, and he's obeying, but the usurper, Joffrey Baratheon, and he tosses it into the flames. Oh, yeah, I skipped uh, Joffrey. And the second, the usurper, Balon Greyjoy, louder this time, Stannis says it. And the toss is a little more, a little more frisky. Yeah. It burns. And the last one, he studies as it rides in his fingers. I don't want to say guilt. But I think this one gives him. I think there's a slight like, damn! I wish you weren't a a usurper. I would have liked to get to know you. We could have worked together to take down the Lannisters. We have the same goal. You just had to go and name yourself king like a douchebag, and I ain't cool with that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think there is a there's a building progression here. Joffrey Baratheon, fucking kill that little Little incest motherfucker. Gross fucking. Balon Greyjoy, little more conviction. Mm. Fuck this dude. This guy's a fuck you in particular. Right, you're an asshole. You've always been an asshole. So go fuck off. And then Rob Stark is literally the only one. And I think also this is meant to sort of be the last. Stannis isn't gonna choose the right thing. The right thing would be to join with Rob fucking Stark and just be like, you can have the North, dude. Help me fucking... And they would. It would be the perfect kind of emergence right now for both of these armies. Maybe not enough to still overcome the Lannisters yet. But better off than what they're doing now. But a strong fucking alliance. That's a strong alliance. People would come over to that And I think that's what this hesitation is, is no, I can't do that. I can't allow him that wiggle room. So Rob Stark is the last and tossed onto the fire. And now you say, you don't... That's the end of the chapter, but you don't think it has any effect. These deaths are already in motion. I think so. Balon Greyjoy is, you know, already 
on a hit list from the say, Faceless Men from Euron. Yeah, I... And Joffrey is already doomed to die, as Sansa already has the hairnet, Littlefinger's right. already worked with I mean, Olenna. I suppose there's slight... We'd have to look Red technically at set. the... We'd have to look at the time frame where these things all fall. But in my opinion, and from where I'm piecing it all together, the information that should be around, I'm pretty certain all the motions are already in occurrence sure. that are going to lead to those three deaths anyway. And so it's just the Mel, maybe Mel saw them already. And yeah, that like that's it. But these leeches don't have any effect on it. She so do saw. you think that's all it is? Is that like Melisandre had a vision of their deaths, maybe? Sure. And, like, let's take like, advantage let's of use this, this like, yeah. to boost my power, give Stannis or a couple wins. Or she even believes that she, I need to make these happen. It won't work correctly if, if we I don't, don't do it this way. Something. Yeah. Word. Uh, yeah, a really good Davos chapter. Yeah. I think one of the better chapters in A Storm of Swords. One of the one of the best. We're again, we're hitting, we're hitting that. That's point tried, now. Yeah. Every uh, chapter is gonna be banger after banger. We're there, but yeah, let's come in our small council, get some inductees. Yeah, this one's and... run a little bit longer than normal, so let's uh, get over there. Welcome back. We took a long break, like a six-hour break. We're sitting here at the painted table. Running our fingers over it, caressing it, feeling my Westeros. Can you guys hear that? There's a scary fucking noise coming from one. It's my neighbor. They're just banging around on right. the porch or something. And who knows what they're it doing? It is close to Halloween. It could be Jason on their porch. See? Any I hope that's not it. Ways and who's in Heiser. Davos 4. Hell of a chapter. Uh, Davos is seen of the king, which is cool, but, you know, there's a great battle and such. So you got an inductee for it? There are so many options in this chapter, oddly, which I wasn't certain about, and so I've, I'm having some trouble deciding Okay, I'll do mine then. Mine is going to Melisandre for the great dramatic entrance of the great battle, Sir Davos, hiding behind Stannis' chair and just popping out. <laughs> like, I just love the dramatics with her, and that's all it fucking is, man, is like, I literally could see this woman standing outside the door and just waiting for that moment of like... She's waiting when, for her cue to pop. When, right, like, when can that, I come in? It? Like, Did I miss it? No, oh, no, no, no. Did Santa yet. say the line? She, shit. like, oh, yanks on the door a little bit a couple times because oh, she's like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just fucking great. And then to go into this whole spiel, she's, she's working an entire island of people, and, like, she's got them outside chanting to her almost fucking day and night, like, not to her, but to her god and her activities and what she's doing. They are sipping the Kool-Aid, and it's like, hey. Juice, juice, <laughs> Right, juice. like Melisandre's got a little compound going here, and everybody's willing to follow and do as commanded, even, as we see at the end there, Stannis Baratheon. And so, yeah, Melisandre for working her magic and running Dragonstone. Sure. I like that. Um, I have decided I'm going to give it to little Eddie Storm. Patrick, yeah, off-pager. I just really enjoy... The even with the king, the level of respect he's commanded from from Stannis himself, like with his, did he charm you? Of course he did. He charms everyone. He's just that kind of person. Takes after Robert that way. Stannis is so goddamn envious of a fucking child. And granted, he, he I wish I could make friends. He very much seems like the the trust fund baby, you know. Edric. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Oh yeah. Always had a, he never your, wanted for anything. Check your privilege, like, bro. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm here to. 
He's just out Cortland, man. He's like, this is some sod, Ed. I mean, yeah, Ned Stark once described Robert as, like, built like a maiden stream, so I'm sure Edric Storm is, like, fucking trying to epitomize that and be like, yeah, what up, baby? <laughs> you want to see my surfboard that my dad sent me for my 12th birthday? It's made out of Valerian fucking steel. Right, right. I got a Valerian steel surfboard. You ever see one of those? He used it to ride the gnarliest. Yeah, it fucking slices those waves. You've never cut a wave cleaner. So anyway, that was a a good inductee. Uh, We got some inductees from our wonderful listeners. I'll start first with Amanda Cranes. Okay. Who wrote in and says that it can only be Davos because it takes a real bad bitch to stand up to your friends, or whatever Dumbledore said, <laughs> which I love. His compassion would benefit any kingdom. I love seeing him as hand. And uh, we will, of course, excuse nonsense spelling errors because <laughs> they're just words. <laughs> and so thank you. Uh, Davos is a great inductee. It does take a badass bitch to stand up to your friends. Quoted from the man himself. Dumbledore said it. You so like so We all heard it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> so thank you, Amanda. Love it. Love it. So good. So I will uh, now read the one we got from Kristen. Yay, Kristen. She had a lot to say about this chapter, uh, about how Claw Isle plan sucks ass. Uh, Stannis not calling Edric by his name. Edric being sick. And uh, some visions in the flame stuff. But her inductee for this chapter is Stannis the Menace. She didn't put the Manus, I added that. You both know that I'm lukewarm at best when it comes to him, but I really love the insight into his psyche we got in this chapter. Namely, the fact he prioritizes Davos's wisdom and honesty over his low birth, and the dutiful respect he has for his late brothers despite all their differences. You know I love me some familial relationship analysis. For sure. Kristen, thank you so much for writing in. We really appreciate it. I did it. real quick. Uh, yeah, thank you, Kristen. Um... Uh, Amanda had wanted to know specifically she had asked us a question which was what do you guys think he Stannis believes is the cause of Renly's murder since he is in such denial of it and that I think is an interesting one what is it that Stannis is pinning it on happenstance of just some fucking camp betrayer I think he's able to convince himself that it was Brienne of Tarth Oh, you think it he's was sipping a, that one of his Kool-Aid. rainbow guards? Oh, that see, that's fucking worse. Mm-hmm. Ew, don't you dare blame Brienne. Bri- right, oh, right. That's, that could be it, though. Yeah, he's willing to buy the right. easiest scapegoat in the room. He knows Catelyn Stark wouldn't do it, so maybe this Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, uh, I think Nate just kind of nailed that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Amanda, because she also had a lot to say about this. Uh, chapter as well, but uh, I just read the inductee because yeah. Nate and I had agreed that that's what we would be doing, and then he goes and reads other people's. I just mentioned the, the role. No, the, it's the, fine. The, uh, I just wanted to make sure we answered that question because it was specifically asked to us. And yeah. so thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Kirsten. 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 Yeah. Oh, you threw your phone at me. I threw my so phone because I remembered. So also thank you to uh, Sherry Stephanie over on YouTube. Always enjoy reading your comments. We've also, I mean, just all over the world. We we're got, uh, we wanted Erica to, yeah, Erica some... from Hungary. Hungary, which. We, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, 
got your message right after we recorded our Just last cat. But she did send us a Catlin inductee. She was a longtime listener and then wrote in and had some really wonderfully positive things to say about thank us, you. which is fantastic. We, thank you know, you. we don't deserve it. Uh, we think really trying to be positive and and you know bring a little light into the fandom because we all enjoy it and like the books and it's fun and it's fun to discuss things and not take it too seriously. But back to the cat chapter, as she literally says. For that Cat 4, she would induct George R. R. Martin, the man himself, for creating the brilliant puzzle that brings us to the shocking event, which is referencing the Red Wedding. Seriously, I just love George's writing style. He's the real spider pulling on the different webs of his brilliant story. I guess that's enough of me in my first letter. Maybe more will come about future chapters. We really hope they do. Start sending us your inductees for every chapter because we love hearing from you guys. So thank you, Erica over in Hungary. Lots of love from Hungary lately. Yeah, it's Hungary been... and um, Egypt has been big right now, and even Brazil. Right, and Brazil, just yep. all over the place. Ireland's big. You guys Australia. are awesome. It's so one. You guys are so awesome. It's blowing my mind. So if you would like to write into us, you can send us an email at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail You can find all of the links to all of our socials at our website, which is just brotherhoodwithout.com. The the Facebook group with uh, Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We have the private group. We have the Patreon, Patreon.com slash Without Manners with lots of cool things planned for that. What else you got? You got Twitter at Manners Without. I'm over there mm-hmm. pretty actively. Um, you try, interact with us. I'm I usually am on there a bit more than I should be. Right. But we plan on doing a uh, House of the Dragons. Honestly, I've only watched the trailer once, so it will be. I, I'm excited to rewatch it and actually yeah, and get, sort dive of into do some more uh, thoughts on it because it was a quick watch for me. It's been a while since we've analyzed television right. or video. I'm, I'm excited so to do that. Um, and uh, again, our guest episode that's coming up, we're recording uh, soon. And I mean, I think we can just say that the the, the guests will be joining us on. The Aria, next Aria chapter. Aria 8. Um, you guys get fucking hype because this guest is pretty mind-blowing. It is immediately going to raise the intelligence of this podcast through the fucking roof. I am probably going to be a little starstruck as this is someone in the community that I very much so admire and can't believe I'm going to to be having a conversation with. So we're super yeah, it's excited. Gonna cool. It's going to be super cool. We're super excited. Uh probably announced next episode on the yeah, Jamie uh, or the Tyrion potentially Tyrion it'll probably is... be announced who they are on the Tyrion okay so yeah because we're trying to make sure that we're not early announcing just because it's a pandemic right. thing. things schedule's are changed, still and so it's now, set but... right now currently for a schedule time but so you know join us next bit. episode get us inductees for Jamie 5 which is the next one we're reading which is where Jamie's gonna take a little dip with Brienne in the hot tubs of Harrenhal so there'll be discussions had on him right. and who he is as a character. Uh, and the Kingslayer moniker. And right. then after, after that, that is, is J- uh, Tyrion. Tyrion 5. And what, do you know what happens in that one? Because I have no idea. Right uh, now. I don't recall. We've been away from Tyrion for a hot minute. So, but, you know, he's married now, so that's... Right. I think it's pretty much him dealing with this miserable marriage. preparing for the Purple Wedding. And, is, is that uh, from his chapter or is that from Sansa's chapter? Is that the Purple Wedding? No. Okay. Uh, we'll, be, right. we'll, be, uh, we'll be meeting. We'll be meeting. We'll be meeting my boy. We'll be meeting my boy. Oh, the, bar- oh. the so you guys are gonna get to go th- get to go through the five stages of grief with me as we're introduced to over Martel. Um he he sits in denial for a while every I time. I fucking so. hate it. Anyway, this episode's super long. We love you. Uh write us and we'll I catch you on the next one. Valid Harris! <laughs>